Hello and welcome along to the third installment of our FounderCast here on Founderware.co brought to you once again in association with our friends at SoundCloud.com who you should go along and uh, check out. My name is Eamon Carey and this week I'm talking to Julian Keenehan who's the co-founder of TasteBuds.fm. Julian, thank you very much for taking the time. Good to be here, Eamon. Tell us a little bit first of all, as they say, to start at the start, what is TasteBuds.fm and, and what's the kind of backstory to it? What TasteBuds is, is it's a dating site, essentially based around music. Mm-hmm. Um, the story behind it is, um, I, along with my co-founder, Alex, a number of years ago met playing in a band, and we're both developers, both have technical backgrounds. And um, we had a chat one day where we, we were interested in coming up with a startup, something to work on in a spare time. And I think that um, we had a chat one day for a couple of hours, and then this idea just popped out to actually match people based upon, initially, your last FM mus- music tastes, which came from your last FM username. Um, so it was going to be like just a simple mashup based around last FM. And I think um, once we kind of, uh, once the idea kind of came out, it, it really clicked nicely. I think I, f- I, think I felt that um, it's actually something that I had in the back of my mind for a while. I've been kind of using last FM and kind of trying to use it as a social network mm. to meet people but kind of coming up against a brick wall, it's not really designed to be used that way. And so getting frustrated there. Um, and so similarly, had a look at a couple of dating sites as well, and just to kind of see how, how, they, were, how they were working. And uh, often found like the music uh, tastes part of a profile was the one that kind of held a disproportionate amount of value for me. So yeah. I guess I wondered if other people felt the same. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's such a... They always say like it's the, the simplest ideas are the ones that work best, mm. and and I guess if you think about it, and and anyone who's listening to this thinks about it, if you think about your significant other or people who have been your significant other in the past, more often than not, the ones who have been the most significant others in your life have been the ones who like the same type of music as you. I mean, it really is one mm. of the biggest kind of extensions of your your personality. I mean, is is was that so, was, was there like the light bulb over your head moment when? you and Alex kind of talked about that or mm. what, did it just seem really obvious to you guys? Um, I think it's uh, it's been interesting how the idea has evolved in mm. our heads since we've started and um, having it see the light of day and having it be used by tens of thousands of people and, and getting the kind of social proof has also changed it, the idea in our heads as mm. well. And I guess, um, so in terms of like the actual value of the idea, I think that there's, there's different aspects to it in that I do believe that um, having shared interests in common, particularly something as personal as music, is something that um, uh, can be valuable, mm. particularly in early stages of relationship or in general, can you know, say something about you. Um, but also, um, aside from that, even if it's not something that you place great emphasis on yourself, um, within the context of the website where the challenge is to communicate with people who you don't know and to break the ice with people, um, having some sort of a shared interest can actually make things a lot easier and make it easier to make people feel at ease and, and ultimately lead to a more rewarding experience. Tell us a little bit about the, the social proof that you mentioned there because how long has TasteBudge been launched? What sort of kind of user base have you seen? What sort of reaction have you been, been getting from people so far? We launched a the barest bones alpha version of the site in the summer of 2010, mm-hmm. um, before we started working at full time, and we uh, 
we have just over 35,000 registered users now. Um, those users have come really from, from a fantastic amount of press mm -hmm. that we've been lucky to get. Um, from We've really been covered from most of the mainstream here in the UK, um, most of the big web properties like your Mashables and Time.coms and all these sorts of things have really, got, uh, really helped kind of drive traffic to the site and mm -hmm. build up buzz. Um, and we've also, some of the other interesting things that we've been doing in order to, um, I guess, to kind of get attention for ourselves is um, we have a blog mm. where we come up with data-driven articles based on based upon surveys that we run on the site. Um, and so some of those have been very successful. Uh, the likes of those would be, for example, we asked our users how far would they like, be likely to go on a first date yeah. with a multiple choice um, question. And uh, as soon as we uh, put the results together, we came up with the hilarious conclusion that Coldplay fans were the least likely to go all the way in the first date. <laughs> and, Should uh, we be surprised? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that one, that one went down pretty well. We've done a few similar ones since. Mm. And so, um, yeah, we, we've been lucky to really... Uh, I, it's, it's, it's the, the, the story is, is kind of... It's a good enough angle that people, the press, seem keen to pick up on it and, uh, and run with it. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. The, the story just works because when you think about this, it makes sense, matching people based yeah. on, on their music tastes. But in terms of the press and publicity that, that you've gotten, I mean, how much work has it been to get that? I mean, some of it obviously will be inbound and people mm. just hearing about it. But in terms of kind of coming up with those survey ideas, like yeah. how important is that, that for you? And how important, in a kind of bigger sense, do you think it is for, for other startups? Because... One thing that I notice with people a lot of the time is they have a great story, but they never tell yeah. us. Yeah. Um, I would think that, uh, well, in general, obviously, if you can, I guess it's probably becoming increasingly more common mm. to have the, the blog with the, the infographic style article. Um, you can see those becoming increasingly more popular now and, and, and there's a, the chance that your post will go viral. Mm. So it's certainly something that's worth thinking about. Um, we've only really done a couple of them. Yeah. Those posts, I think we've done a handful, and they've really each in each case we've kind of we've, we've you know we've driven great traffic to the site. So um, uh, you know, particularly I suppose for our idea, given the nature of it, mm. um, it just seemed to fit very nicely. We kind of found that we were, um, yeah, maybe sitting on a bit of a PR goldmine with with the sorts of data that we have yeah. and, and and the quirky titles that we can come up with. Tell us a little bit about the design side of things because I, I mean there were a whole bunch of articles published in the last few weeks and, and we mentioned it in the last Foundercast as well where you know you have TechCrunch and people like that going oh Silicon Valley secret weapon design driven startups and they talk about path and things like this yeah. design is obviously a massive part of, of your site like uh, you know the, the, yeah. the look and feel of, of tastebuds.fm is, is brilliant it's, it, yeah. it's amazing so how big of a consideration was that given that you said you launched the bare bones site mm. in 2010 you know getting that kind of look and feel part right how, how important was that do you think to, to the overall growth I mean I think it's really very fundamental to what we are about um, our, our initial version of the site was almost like a Google style homepage with one search input um, in our case it was the last time username we evolved that to allow you to, to put in artists and so on but it was very, very basic, minimal options, um, and kind of uh, based on the premise that this single amount of information, the single piece of information can say a disproportionate amount about you. Mm. And um, but yeah, in terms of design, um, you know, it's 
uh, we, we, we place an extraordinary amount of emphasis on that, I think, yeah. compared to some of our, what can be our competitors, I yeah. guess, similar sites, um, where I think, I guess we're probably, yeah, we're, we're probably more idealistic than, uh, than your average. And, you know, this is, but certainly we think it's, think, you know, it's, it's definitely a very important thing. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's definitely, there's a lot of value in being the, the, the upstart, if you yeah. will, against the, you know, cause a lot of, I mean, if, if anyone, I'm sure many people who are listening to this have been familiar with dating sites, yeah. a lot of them look and feel, unfortunately, like a, like a dog's dinner. And, yeah. and yeah. a lot of the time, I mean, and, and I guess it's, it's interesting that you talked about taking, the surveys and the publicity side of things from the data that that, mm. that you get in. I mean, in terms of iterations on the site and changes and, you know, whether it's to design or whether it's to the kind of building blocks of the site. I mean, how frequently do you guys do that? How data driven are you with those kind of those kind of changes and amends? Um, or is it more feel based? Is it more I think this is this is the way that the, the tide is turning? We definitely become increasingly more data driven mm. and becoming uh certainly more careful to, to log everything on the side and really start to pay more of an emphasis mm. on that, more attention to that. Um, in terms of whether it's actually driven a major feature decision, mm. maybe not as of yet. Yeah. Um, certainly um, minor decisions, A-B testing, these sorts of things, um, something that we fully believe in and place a big emphasis on. Um, but yeah, I, I think... Once it comes to, I kind of foresee a day where, where we'll be sitting down and, and redesigning and rethinking mm. core elements of the site and we have the data in place to, to, uh, to arm us and do that in the right way. And what sort of feedback are you getting from, from the users themselves? Because ultimately, I mean, to build it to, to, to a 30,000 plus community is, is, is incredible. And, and, and obviously, amongst that community, you obviously have you know, massively passionate yeah. fans and so forth you know what sort of things are, are, are people saying back to you is it massively positive are people asking for changes do people say anything at all am i yeah. totally wrong um i mean the the proportion of people who say negative things compared to positive is negligible mm. it, virtually it's been incredibly uh reassuring the, the amount of positive feedback we've got in general mm. but around the social web on, on, on twitter and so on um the different the different ways that we ask the users for feedback um it's really extraordinary the, mm. how positive people are in general um i was looking recently at um when, when a user deletes their account on the site we asked them for a few different questions why to do, do it and just to kind of give them a like a famous last words option mm. where they can if they have some last feedback to get and i was looking at a few of those recently and by and large almost all of them were guys love the site keep up the great work Maybe it's not for me right now, yeah. but you know, and so that's sort of things made to hear. No one's had a taste bud Stone FM wedding yet, though, no? There has been. There oh, has really? Been. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, we only found out recently, the last couple of months. That's uh, such a nice, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, there has been, yeah. Um, yeah, there was uh, um, a user signed up, and we were, we were, we were uh, one of the, the lads was chatting to her, and she said that she signed up because she was at a wedding the previous weekend, and a couple had met on taste bud, so. That was a pleasant surprise for Brilliant. us. Brilliant. Yeah. In terms of the, the, the kind of overall journey, I mean, you said you launched in, in, in 2010. Um, you've been part of the Springboard Accelerator yeah. program last year in, in, in 2011. I mean, how was how that? And, and how is the kind of the journey from starting a basic mm -hmm. alpha site to having probably to make the decision to quit the day job yeah. to go into the accelerator? You know, how, how quickly did, did that all happen after it launched? Um, the... The amount of press and attention we were getting to start, and the fact that 
it was relatively consistent mm. for the first six months, I'd say, really uh, kind of forced our hand a bit in that decision and really gave us the uh, kind of the encouragement to actually to go through with that. Um, but I guess we were still, uh, obviously, it's a big plunge to take and it was mm. our, it's, it's our first startup for both of us. Um, and so in early of 20, early 2011, April 2011, we decided to take part in Springboard mm-hmm. Accelerator Program. So I went up to Cambridge for three months, um, got a little bit of funding from them and were pretty much holed up in, uh, in the University of Cambridge for three months. We had nine other startups um, and just doing nothing but working on the product all mm-hmm. day and getting insane amounts of feedback uh, constantly to, yeah, from, from, different entrepreneurs and mentors and venture capitalists and all sorts mm. of people. And so that was a fantastic experience. Yeah. In terms of that, yeah, I mean, uh, how beneficial is that, that that kind of thing? Because, again, you hear contrasting views from different people, mm. some of whom say the accelerator thing is brilliant and you should go and do it for yeah. the very reasons that you've just said, and others who would say, well, actually, just start it, get user feedback, do yeah. all those kind of things. I mean, how much, how much further along do you think you are because of, of taking part in, in Springboard? Um, I think... Uh, well, how much further along are we? I think whether or not you should do a program like that very much depends on, on the stage you're at. I think mm. there's a kind of a sweet spot where it actually makes the most sense. Um, we were lucky enough to have a product, have some traction, a relatively mature product, yeah. um, So, which we a problem which that we've been thinking about for a significant amount of time. Mm. And so the feedback that we were getting actually um, probably sank in um, nicely in that we're, we're well enough advanced um but we also were new enough to the startup community startup mm. scene um new to i guess the concept of raising capital um these sorts of things and so it was particularly valuable for us in that respect mm. so say from the point of view of um from the point of view of product and vision um it's probably probably strengthened yeah um our original ideas, if anything, and from the point of view of, I guess, the um, more the more business side mm. of startup and, and everything to do with finance and um, and everything else, that's where it's actually been most useful. And in terms of that now, um, obviously you've graduated from, from Springboard. You're here now in the heart of, I guess, what people call Tech City next yeah. to uh, Old Street Roundabout. Um, in terms of kind of the next steps, there's four of you now in the company. <clears throat> next steps are obviously mm. looking potentially at at a funding round, what for you guys is the, the, the funding environment like at the moment? I mean, you hear so many stories from the states of how mm-hmm. easy it is to raise yeah. huge amounts of money with, with traction and, and you know uh, social proof, both, both of which you, you very obviously have. Um, how have those meetings been going for you? I mean, has it been easy to, to get in front of people or is that something you're very actively engaged in at the moment? Um, we have, I guess we've... Um, We've taken a, quite a few introductory meetings with people, mm. um, kind of before and after Springboard, and we've we haven't probably really got into the, the nuts and bolts of, mm. of kind of getting the um, the sorts of feedback that that will give us more of an impression. But I guess the the the, um, the, the nature of Facebook is what it is. It's something that will and won't appeal to mm. to given investors. Um, but yeah, um, so I found that 
the ones that we met through Springboard who were American or, or VCs from the States, you, you could tell the difference in, in an alarming way to, to those from the UK. Yeah. Um, that was really extraordinary and that the emphasis that they placed on, on revenue, so different was something that they really didn't place any uh, emphasis on at all. Um, whereas in the UK, obviously, um, yeah, I, I think... I think it remains to be seen, really, for us. I mean, if you ask me in a few months, that's yeah. probably a better answer there. Yeah. And what's, the, I mean, in terms of the, the kind of overall environment for, for, for starting a company here, kind of VC mm. aside and investment aside, and I know we talked earlier on about, you know, the changes in legislation that are coming about for EIS and, mm. you know, the benefits that will be there for people investing kind of post, post-April. But in terms of, say, quote-unquote, Tech City and, and mm. where you guys are based, and obviously there's a ton of startups in, in, in this building we're sitting in now, you know what's what's that community like? Are people? I mean, again, one of the things that you hear from from the states and to a lesser extent in other parts of the world that people really support each other. And they'll give you an introduction mm. to their investor or their angel, or they'll give you a dig out with certain elements of site or build yeah. or different things, or they're just people to go to Silicon Drink about with on a Friday mm. evening to blow off a bit of steam. I mean, is the is there a community here, or is it still a little bit of a, a construct in in the government's head? Um. And does there need to be a community? Yeah. I think is probably a bigger question. I think you'd have to say that. That um, I think we spoke a little bit earlier about mm. the difference between again Silicon Valley and here is that the levels of collaboration and is, is actually can make an extraordinary amount of difference. Mm. Um, and so I think you do have to have a community. Yeah. Um, where we are here, we're sharing with some other startups, four or five other startups in this mm. building, and uh, just. Just I guess the daily interaction, the daily water cooler conversation, uh, can actually make a big difference to uh, to your thinking. Um, I guess we probably haven't got down to to kind of giving each other uh, product advice mm. or feedback or that sort of thing, but um, for sure introductions to, to contacts, um, just just the kind of the casual passing advice mm. kind of adds up over time. That's very valuable. And what's the the plan then for for Tastebuds.fm over over the next couple of months? I mean, are there any specific targets that you guys have? I mean, is it hitting fifty thousand users? Is it going into one or two different territories? Is it building market share in, in different places? I mean, what what are you kind of working towards at the moment? Um, yeah, we've got uh, some pretty ambitious targets for growth, mm-hmm. um, and so that's certainly going to be our number one focus over the next kind of six to twelve months. Um, a lot of different strategies how 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 to go about that. Mm. We've got a couple of uh, exciting apps coming out soon, um, which we're which we're really really excited about, uh, and yeah, so we're we're just going to be just knuckling down. We think we're at a point now where um, we've got a pretty mature product. We've got um, a decent early user base, um, and we talked a little, about, a little bit about feedback earlier mm. that the users have given us and the kind of the. The feedback, the constant feedback that we hear, if if the only really negative feedback that we actually hear is that um, we need to grow faster, yeah, and so that's that's something that we've listened to, yeah, and uh, you know, we've got, uh, yeah, we're just kind of going to be trying different strategies, experimenting with different things, and trying to hopefully uh, help us realize our full potential. And was there a moment, you know, or, or I suppose there's kind of two questions in one, in a sense that. What's been the, the best moment so far? And two, was there a moment where you woke up one day or you saw a piece of data or something happened on the site that made you think, holy shit, this is actually mm. working? 
you know, this is working as well as we think it, it yeah. as well as we thought it could. Um, I think um, we've had a few, we've had a few huge. Well, I guess you could say the marriage was a kind of a, yeah. a watershed moment for us. Uh, just that kind of brought it into into brought it home in a big way that, mm. that this is actually something that's you know has an effect in the real world. Um, yeah, somebody uh, probably that Coldplay story yeah. was the biggest buzz we got out of it. Um, yeah. That just went absolutely insane for a couple of days, and there wasn't a huge amount of sleep had. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thanks a million for for taking the time. The very best of luck. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll touch base with you again over over time. So, Julian Keenan, the co-founder of TasteBuds.fm. Thank you very much for your time on the Foundercast uh, this week. And that's it uh, from me, Eamon Carey, in association with the very nice folks at SoundCloud.com, who you should go and check out immediately if you haven't already. Um, yeah. Thanks very much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. If you've got any comments, questions, abuse, anything else you'd like to hurl at us, you can find us all on Twitter. Uh, I'm on founderware.co and if you want to uh, suggest any startups or people we should talk to over the next few weeks then please uh, feel free to do that there as well and we'll talk to you soon cheers bye-bye